Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with Kurt Skelly. We are here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. Right now, we're studying the book of Revelation in a series called The End is the Beginning. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's edition of Everyday Truths. We are in Revelation chapter 5, and I am so excited about this chapter. Uh, Nothing to me is more exciting than the entrance of the Lion of the tribe of Judah in this scene. Uh, I can't wait to see this in full color one day because this is just awesome. Look at Revelation chapter 5 and verse number 1. Remember, we've been in the throne room of Almighty God. We have seen the rainbow around the throne. We've heard the thundering. We've seen the lightning. We've seen the four living creatures and the 24 elders. We've heard the cacophony of praise offered to God. Thou art worthy. Thou hast created all things for thy pleasure. They are and were created. We see the very purpose of creation in the very throne room of God in Revelation chapter number four. But I want you to see Revelation chapter five because this is just an amazing passage uh, all by itself. Uh, Look, if you would, at verse number one, where the Bible says, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne. So who is sitting on the throne? None other than God, God the Father. And we're focusing now not so much on the throne or even God on the throne. We're getting even more specific than that. We're looking at his right hand. Now, what is it about the right hand? Now, of course, we know the right hand is the hand of power. It's the hand of authority. Uh, It's the hand by which God uh, rules. And watch what it says in verse number one. I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book, we would say a scroll, that, that's really what you ought to envision in your mind, a scroll, written within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. So if you could envision a scroll, a rolled up scroll that has writing both on the front where you would expect, but also on the back. So as you're actually looking at the scroll, you're seeing writing on both sides. And then the Bible says the scroll was sealed. So have you ever seen the the, the seal on even a document or, or the seal on a scroll? It's like a wax seal. Actually, the way they would do it in the Bible is they would tie a string create a knot, and then seal on top of the the binding of that string. They would seal, or rope, they would seal with wax on top of that. Now, if a scroll were sealed, then what that meant was it was written by one person, but intended to be written or to be read by somebody else, the intended recipient, the one that would be authorized to, to read it. And the reason why a seal was placed is because there's no way to open it without breaking the seal. So, for instance, if a messenger were to deliver that scroll and the seal were broken 
and that seal had the the insignia of the one that sealed it, then it's obvious that that messenger had cheated, had opened the seal, or somebody had. So a seal was the assurance that what was written would only be read by the authorized reader. Does that make sense? So here in Revelation chapter 5, the Bible says this scroll was sealed with seven seals. Uh, one of the Bible commentators, I think it was Wolverd, said that in Roman days, the will uh, of an emperor or an important person was typically sealed with seven seals. And each seal represented a separate witness to the veracity of the will that was drafted. So seven seals here, obviously seven, the number of completion or the number of perfection. Uh, seven seals would indicate that this was highly important information. Uh, this was valuable information. This was protected information. So already, as we begin Revelation chapter 5, we're seeing a lot of intrigue, aren't we? A lot of drama. There's this document held by the creator of the universe, God himself. We've just lauded his praises last chapter. Uh, we're seeing him on his throne, and he has one thing in his hand, and it's a scroll sealed with seven seals. Now, what would be your curiosity at this point? Well, your, your curiosity would be mine. What is written on that document? This represents the will of the testator, the, the, the one holding it, of God, the will of God to, uh, for the world, for the universe. Uh, this is the future. This is what God has willed uh, for what is to come ahead. Uh, boy, I want to know that. Uh, how is this going to unfold, literally unfold? Look at verse number two. And I saw, so John continues to describe the scene. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. I'm sorry. I looked down at my Bible. I'm reading Revelation chapter six and verse two. So he did see a white horse, but we're not gonna talk about that for a few episodes. Let's go back to chapter five and verse two. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book, to unroll the scroll, to break these seals? Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? So uh, as if this could not become any more dramatic, God is holding this scroll. It's sealed with these seven seals. The information thereon is the perfect will of God, and but we can't know what it is because a, a worthy reader has not been determined, has not been found. So a strong angel. Who was this angel? We don't know. The Bible doesn't say. There are some strong angels in the Bible that are mentioned. We think about uh, Michael, the archangel. We think about Gabriel. Uh, these are some angels we know by name, archangels, uh, that have strength. Uh, but whoever it was, a strong angel shouts. Remember, the Bible says even at the rapture, it's going to be with the voice of the archangel 
and the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive and remain. So in scripture, ahead of a very important event would often be the announcement of, the herald of a strong angel, even an archangel. And we find that here. So the Bible says this strong angel cries out as if to say, who among the inhabitants of the universe is worthy to open this scroll? Who is worthy to open this scroll and to break the seals thereof? And watch the answer, because the answer is a deafening silence. Verse number three. And when he had opened, uh, I'm reading chapter six again. Verse number three. And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth. So I'm pretty sure that that basically defines every human being. You can't have a human, human being who's not either uh, in heaven or on earth or uh, has died and gone to hell. Now those are the three locations mankind can be. And so the Bible says nobody, nobody, no man in heaven, in earth, or under the earth was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. Nobody could open it, let alone read it. Nobody could break those seals, let alone ascertain what was written therein. And so herein is a great problem because here is a communication already written. I mean, obviously it's loads of information because it's written on the inside and on the outside. These are vital words that we need to know, and yet nobody has the prerogative to read the scroll that is being offered. And a strong angel is giving that opportunity, but there's nobody found worthy. Now think about who's there. Uh, the angelic creatures, the four living creatures, the 24 elders, John himself. I mean, there's some pretty heavy hitters there, but the Bible says that nobody is worthy to open that scroll. Verse number four, quickly, and I wept much. So here's John's response. He just is overwrought that here is this grand scene in heaven. He's already just shaking with excitement because of what he's just seen in the throne room of God, what he's just heard, the praise and the sights and the sounds. It's just awesome. But now the drama is unfolding and at this most poignant point here, when the scroll is being offered and this information, remember, John was told, I am going to learn the things which must be hereafter. Here it is. Here's the will. Here's the, the testament about what shall be. And John is finding nobody who can open that book. And all he can do is weep. And the Bible says in verse number four, I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. You know, the very best of men are men at best. And mankind in his best efforts, in his best state, is not worthy to communicate the will of God, is not worthy to know the things of God. No, there is only one worthy, and then those whom that one worthy one can make worthy. Worthiness is wrapped up in a person. And we're going to have to wait until tomorrow, although I think you probably already know. 
where that worthiness is and how that worthiness stepped on the scene right here in this chapter. It's exciting. Can't wait to talk about it. I'll see you next time. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.